<laughs> Welcome to um, Live Lunch. Oh man, we've just got we've just got Coke on Live Lunch, which is the first time we've done Coke on Live Lunch. The last and time this well. is probably the last time as well because I can I can feel the. He the, says uh, on the <laughs> Well, if they if they sponsor us, what can we say? Getting Coke not sponsor us. <laughs> Um, well, welcome to Live Lunch. This Sunday we had Sex on Your Mind with the wonderful Matt Carville uh, preaching. We did have quite a few awkward texts in the build-up. Every time you say Sex on Your Mind, you know, it does lead to possible yeah, confusion. Yeah, we the laughs out of the way text. before yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. well, it, it wasn't one of those laugh out loud preachers, was it? No. But debuting on Live Lunch, and hopefully not for the first time, and not for the only time, or not for the last time, um, <laughs> we have the wonderful Christine Lydiard. Christine is part of our preaching and research team so she is part of the team that helped shape uh, the content of what gets said mm. on a Sunday and uh, you also went to Cambridge I which did Cambridge. puts us at the polar opposite ends <laughs> of the spectrum no I do, I do have a degree in economics but uh, the Cambridge caliber so it's lovely to have a Cambridge graduate on our <laughs> live lunch we oh, are going so up in the world today we might have six viewers because <laughs> we've got a very clever person with us so that's Christine Lydiard uh, and what the are you one, saying? the one. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? Got you that said, one very clever person with us. Wow. If the shoe fits. <laughs> and we've got wow. the wonderful Charlie Jones, who's part of our pastoral team. Uh, and Charlie, you go to the New England side. I do. Well, yeah. welcome to Live Lunch. Thanks Thank so much. you so much for taking time out in your day to be with us and help us unpack what Matt preached to us on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, do you? So we're talking. We're planning Live Lunch. You're like. What sort of sexy food should we get? Is that the actual question? <laughs> that, was, that was a question we asked. Like, That's a question what, you had. Well, what, I don't know what, what would be appropriate sex on your mind type food? And this is what we came up with. And we came up with uh, food from four. So nice. uh, Vietnamese food, a um, bit of noodle, slurpy action and sounds. Um, I'm just going to stop, mate, because I'm going to go down <laughs> Should the Should we hole. get us over the let's, <laughs> let's get to the fridge. Let's get to the Guys, please dig in. There's a beef brisket four and there's... Spicy chicken. Mm. There you go. Because I'm a spicy kind of guy. Well, there you go. I'm just going to stop now. Matt, how was your... Do you want to do a 30-second summary of the breach? Yeah, okay. So I chomp on <clears throat> a veg spring roll. Go for it. Um, yeah, Sunday. So I think with this talk, it's, it's we're talking through all the series about anxiety. And where we got to was actually unpacking this topic in terms of sex communicates something to us. Whatever our sexual experience or not has, has been... Um, this is a powerful aspect of our culture because it communicates something about who we are as people and so I sort of approached it from very much an identity angle mm-hmm. and um, often our feelings around this topic are, are, are feelings that are very deep about who I am am I worthy am I valuable as a person am I desirable and these are um, things in our heart that we, we want to be answered by others, by the world, by our experiences, uh, but actually they're questions that only God can can answer. And we looked at uh, Genesis chapter 1 to, to remind ourselves that we're not just people uh, in the world here by accident, but actually we um, God is a creator God who's designed people, designed us men and women just as we are, and that, and but also said we're designed in and made in his image that our dignity and value and worth doesn't come from not something that we have to earn although it feels like we do when we we don't think about God when God's not in the equation but with God it's something that we receive from him our dignity and worth comes from being made in the image of God and really that that being the um 
the beginning of our healing, the beginning of our trans transformation of mind, and also I, I think as well as as people who maybe have been Christians for many years, a, a constant thing to come back to to remind ourselves of. Of, of who we are and uh, we also featured an interview with a lady called Emma and she sh shared her story and her experience varied experience maybe similar to some, some people of what they've gone through as well but actually she pointed to the same thing that knowing herself and viewing other people as children of God was was the beginning and, and, the, and the start of, of healing transformation renewing a mind and dignifying one another having healthy good relationships in the church personally in our marriage and and uh, comes from that truth of who we are in God brilliant Christine uh, Charlie did anything stand up you preach well, I, I was just struck by, uh, was it Emma, mm. Yeah, uh, in, in her talk, just talking about how she viewed men mm. because of her past experiences. And um, just just thinking again that you know, we're so shaped by those things that happen to us. Mm. And I would say that m most of us in the room have had things like that happen to us. Maybe not at the, the worst end of the scale, mm. but... Um, and that you know she talked about viewing as all, all men as the same and mm -hmm. just how um you know we can carry that those kind of attitudes into our christian life with us and we've never really thought that through so it's a good moment to think about that yeah i think um, for me um i really kind of uh, resonated with where it started about how sex in our culture um, is seen as disposable but mm. also really important mm. and I think with things like Me Too which Emma talked about a lot of that has been brought into the open which requires bravery and I think has been positive um, I think she was really keen to point out as well it's not just a female thing that yeah. there's a lot of um, men that have gone through similar things <clears throat> and I think really I, I see the brokenness and so I think talking again about where our value comes from, the mm. fact that actually we've been made in God's image and that I think this isn't the first time it's been said actually in the On Your Mind series, but actually if we're looking for our value within ourselves, if we're looking to find our identity, mm. we get stuck. <coughs> but actually when we've been given an identity, um, then it's just so different when we've been given value because mm -hmm. of the fact mm. we're made in God's image. Um, and I liked as well just talking about how we've been made male and female, but that that isn't a kind of this is exactly what men look like and you mm. have to look like this or this is exactly what women look like and you yeah. have to look like this. Actually, you are a woman and therefore a woman looks like you. Mm. And I found that just um, as a mother of girls as well, mm. just really encouraging mm. um, as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, that, that was a quite standard thing for me as well. What does it look like to be a man or woman? Mm. Was like, what do you look like? Mm. Um, Kevin said is very good. So thanks, Matt. Uh, we had a few questions um, that were texted in. Um, I'm going to kick us off with those. One of the first ones was, um, could we maybe do a talk on anxiety over sexual orientation and or gender identity? Isn't this a huge part of anxiety about sex for young people growing up today? Yeah, so it's, it's not, we haven't uh, addressed that as one of the topics through this series. Um, I think that doesn't mean we're not addressing it in, in some ways. We addressed it on, on, sun, on Sunday. Um, I think, I, I think it, we might probably maybe the place that that has come from. I'm not. I'm not sure if we did this series two years ago. People will be asking that question. I think probably where we are now in the cultural moment that we're in now, and um, it feels like this is a very very big topic. And uh, is it is a big topic. It is something that's real. I think it's something that has our culture and the media have latched onto. And I think you know that's it's it's a very prevalent in what we see in the media i'm not sure it's that quite matches with the prevalence of 
people's experience mm-hmm. um and and i think there's a so it, it can present as a bigger issue affecting more people than it actually does in reality i think the stats would would bear that out having said that i think actually a lot of the things that we said on sunday are the the same underlying things i think the question the fundamental questions about not just about how should i present myself and who how other people perceive me and who i feel i'm there are questions about identity and and i think um it's just an it's another symptom it's 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 maybe a unique to certain people and that's the way it's expressing but those underlying questions i want to be valuable i want to be sure of myself i want to be self-confident and those things are okay or can be a good motive but they're also can be a sense of i don't know who i am and i think whatever situation we're in and whatever we're feeling that deep question of who am i and and how do i navigate myself through this world Mm -hmm. still comes back to the same root thing we need to understand ourselves as children of god Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's how we uh, as as pastors and members of the pastoral team here that's how we walk people through and, and and we are we're seeing that with our young people we're seeing people that we're pastoring look after in our small groups in our church church members and um, this is something that's a real issue it's not just happening out there it's happening in, in our church and in our households um but it comes back to okay what does following jesus look like do you know yourself as loved first of all that's where we want to go first rather than say you know attack uh, go straight for that presenting issue the underlying things about who we are is is probably more important Mm. and things that we're picking up in this series i guess what i'm saying i think also just that this is something that we should be talking about and that actually this is never something that needs to be hidden so i think just it would be difficult on this to i guess give answers to everybody because i don't know what you're walking through or why what's led you to ask the question but i think just actually being aware that that's not something that you have to keep secret, mm. but actually something mm. that people would love to talk to you about and would love to just hear you on um, as well. Because I think sometimes you feel like all these topics are kind of, we can't talk about them. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. just encourage mm-hmm. you to talk about them mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I think what I found really helpful in, in this church, <clears throat> and I'm sure, I'm not speaking of the wider Christian community, but, but definitely I'm not just saying exclusive to our church, is that you can be surprised by... <laughs> By people actually caring about what you're going through and not being dismissive and saying, right, sort this out. Or, yeah, yeah. you know, you, because I wouldn't want that approach for people have that approach mm-hmm. towards me on yeah. other issues that I may be walking through. Mm-hmm. It's not as simple as like, I can get this fixed overnight. Mm-hmm. We're very much on a journey with people and the care and the the tenderness that you experience through the pastoral team in, in dealing with sensitive issues is is massive as you go on the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think, yeah, again, as you, as you said, we don't know where people are. Uh, when they're asking these questions but know that you're in a safe place where yeah. people are, are more than happy to talk uh, and and do it from a place of care and affection mm-hmm. which i guess leads me to the next question if christians are meant to love why can some christians be homophobic and I, i'm i'm wondering if if the person who asked this question um maybe it's their personal experience or they know of situations where somebody is, is dealing with anxieties or, or struggles or confusion around around sex or around their identity uh, and have not been received with love and have not been received with um, a space where they could where they could have the conversation, mm-hmm. but have been shut down mm-hmm. and have probably been, I don't know, at worst abused for or been treated with hatred and, 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 and anger with what they're going through. What would you really, A, how would you affirm somebody who has that confusion? And B, what would you say to people who are, for whatever reasons, angry and frustrated and, and react badly to 
people who talk about gender confusion. I talk a bit about the second part. Of okay. Perhaps, um, I think that um, you know, you know, Christians are fallen people too, and we all make mistakes. So there are times when we make mistakes. I think that often people are so keen to impart truth to people because they honour the Bible that they sometimes forget there's a person in front of them. And so, you know, my advice to anyone, any Christian in this situation is is just to consider the person in front of you Mm. and, you know, think about their lives, what's going on for them, Mm. ask them questions. You know, I think we we have such a great model uh, with Jesus, with the woman at the well. Mm. He didn't come straight in, mm. did he? He mm. didn't come in and say, it's wrong that you're doing this, that and the other. Mm. No, right. he started to engage her and treat her as a person and an individual. And that's what we all want to do. Yeah. But sometimes, sadly, we, we just get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's absolutely spot on. I, I think as well, there can be a, a pressure, I think, sometimes in discussions in our culture um let me say this in the right way there can be a feeling if someone doesn't agree with everything that you agree with therefore they are against you and i think that's sometimes people can approach the church or the church can approach other people and you know can be as guilty as anyone about this in the same way thinking okay because you don't believe these certain things or because you hold a certain opinion therefore you're the enemy you're opposed to to us and i think i think that's that is what's happening in and uh, many different polit- politically and different issues mm-hmm. in our culture right now there's this there's a huge amount of tribalism and i think that feeds into any discussion about this is like these people are for us and these people are against us and we've got to attack these people you're either for the environment and you do these sorts of things or you're against you know you don't care about the environment and just there's a lot of polarization going on i think that can feed into our thinking on both sides when it comes to issues like this rather than thinking as, as christian said widget where people we're all broken we're all trying to navigate through this mm. and it be accepting and loving of one another but also hearing each other and 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 looking what the, what the mm. bible says and how to follow jesus in that mm. as well and often there isn't an a and b position there could be many levels in between just because i, I don't support position a doesn't mean i support position b i could still be on that journey trying to come to my own conclusions or saying well there's a whole range of other options that are available mm-hmm. uh, and we we work through that mm. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, that's that's part of why we're doing this series in the way that we're doing it. It touches on what Charlie was saying a, a second ago, that we are talking about these things. And I, and I hope our aim and intention is to present these struggles that we're having and mm. anxieties that we're having and saying they're real, they're legitimate. We're not saying we've got this all sorted. Mm. Of course, you know, as I said on Sunday, there is a solution. We 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 present that we present christ we say this is this is what we're trying to hold on to but myself as a christian you know do i still struggle with anxiety of course i do i you know (laughs) christ is leading me on and i'm I'm trying to do my best to uh, follow him and the community and those around me help me and my small group helps me and my you know that sort of thing but we're still we're on a journey of this rather than we've got this all sorted and not i think hopefully what the way we're presenting this Mm. not just what we're saying it shows that yeah, I think it's super helpful to, to, to again underline that <clears throat> Christians aren't fixed, mm-hmm. that we don't have um, everything perfect in our own lives. We all deal with, with anxieties. We yeah. still deal with sin. We still mm-hmm. um, have to say no to, to thoughts and temptations that, mm-hmm. um, that come our way. Yeah. But we know, who, we, know, we know who can bring healing and we know yeah. who can 
bring wisdom and we know who can can save us from our brokenness and who can fix us and mm. um and i think that's just incredible is we're not pointing to ourselves i'm not, you know you don't say you didn't say that i'm look at me i'm math i'm perfect i'm in listen to what i have to say but we are saying no we're not but look at jesus who is perfect and yeah. Yeah. who is accomplished all that we need to have been on our behalf and we can live in the fullness of that and we can yeah. we can live in the freedom of that and i think from that place of knowing uh i'm forgiven and i'm uh and i have my my standing before god secure then i can ask these questions yeah. rather than saying do i need to figure this out before i come to god it's like no no no, no come to god just as you are and then let's work on this together let's just look at what the bible says let's pray together let's um let's read let's study um yeah it's it's amazing isn't it that i'm so glad that we've gone down that route of saying we are not fixed but we're very much still on this journey um next question How can the church do what Matt suggested to look at each and every man and woman in the church and see that their identity is received and not achieved instead of unwittingly impo- imposing a this is what a Christian man and woman looks like target to strive for? I think probably modeling it mm. so actually just um as men and women feeling really free to be who we are and that actually that doesn't look a certain way for the most part. I think being clear on things that the Bible does say about um men can responsibility and things like that, but also and women um flourishing in who they are and their gifting. Um but I think really just allowing people to be um and and encouraging people, I guess. Actually the main thing is encouraging people to be who God's made them to be. Um and bringing that into submission to Christ. So what does it look like for me to be a follower of Christ, to be made more like him in my character? but for me to still be me um and i think mm-hmm. just encouraging one another in that mm. would probably be my first comment mm. yeah i think our heard. language is really important mm. as well and i think we communicate things unwittingly sometimes yeah. maybe we're through examples we use in sermons or things like that i have a silly mm-hmm. example of when i was a lot younger that several times preachers mentioned housewives worshiping as they were doing the washing up and you got this view that this was what women did that they they did the washing up you know but i think we need to be very creative and we need to have examples that are across the board and that's a very silly example but um we unwittingly just give an impression that this is the sort of person yeah. you have to be so we need to honor all sorts of people and what they do in all sorts of areas as well not just what they're doing in church and that kind of thing and different age groups it's not just about male and female actually yeah, i don't true. think it's the, but I, i just think sometimes language you know yeah, we just yeah, need yeah. to think sometimes a little bit more about the language we use and not make generalizations two things that is two things about your example that struck out to me a i do the washing up at home yeah. but instead of washing during the washing up i use that as my time to watch stuff on my ipad okay <laughs> so yeah. i'm feeling very condemned right now i could be using that time to worship <laughs> and spend that time praying instead of watching i'm watching i started watching um I've gone blank this is new show on, on bbc the capture i think i could be totally wrong about yeah. that Yeah, the the one with like the the CCD, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's really good. But maybe for now, heeding your advice, Christine, I will, I will worship when I do the the <laughs> worship. Oh, but I, that's what I'm saying. If that's what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life, then yeah. then maybe. Mm. No, I think, I think a, another one would be talking about the nuclear family all the time. When well, yeah, we've got lots yeah, of people yeah. in mm. in our in our churches who represent all sorts of different situations mm. and different stages of life, 
And uh, I think it'd be great if we focused a little bit more on the household of God and what mm. that looks mm. like. You know, that we're a family where everyone's in. Mm. We've got the elderly with us. We've mm. got uh, extended family. We've got little ones. And we're all working together. Mm. And we've all got unique giftings that are important to that. I'm so glad you're on the preaching and research team, Christine, because you can bring that right in. <laughs> you can kill those like terrible stereotypical examples. I mean, that is a terrible example. <laughs> Johan does the dishwashing. <laughs> preach to him. <laughs> That'll be in next week. Next week. Yeah. Any other comments? I, I, I did. That that point is did, mm. did really stick out to me where when you said that our, mm. our identity is, is not something we receive. Um, sorry, it's not something we've achieved, yeah. uh, uh, but it's what we've we've received, and that's all, uh, always our starting point. This I is who God made me. I think as well, Matt, you were saying in terms of as a parent speaking to your child and yes. affirming them in their identity from early, saying mm. you know God made you, He loves you, um, and I think, but I don't think that's just exclusively adult parent to young child. I yeah. think actually we can be saying to one another, God, this you know this is you. You God yeah. made you. He loves you. He formed you. This is your identity, and I think the more we can do that and encourage one another, I think then you suddenly feel freedom to be to be who you are, don't you? And to um, yeah, and to just as you would with a child. Yeah. I, think. I think people so often struggle with this sense of I'm not enough. Yeah, mm -hmm. that there's something else I've got to be or do, yeah. and and it's so good to affirm people and say you are enough. Yeah. You mm -hmm. you know you're God's good creation. He's made you to be just as you are, and I think. Um, if we could live out of that so much more, mm. we'd see much more diversity of gifting as mm. well uh, among us. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. what, what would you say to somebody who is is dealing with anxieties around their the, the identity and, and their sex? How do they practically um, outwork what their identity is in Christ? I think yeah, um, we're talking about Christians. Mm. Mm. Um, that we, I think that we... Um, don't attribute enough power to the word of God in our lives I think um, just just speaking the truth to ourselves is really important mm -hmm. you know the word of God is living and active that means it's got a power that's yeah. at work in us yeah. you know and you know you can you know sometimes you you can think oh I've got to read the Bible I've got to do it you know but actually when you talk about I'm going to feed my soul mm. with the word of God. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. The scripture says man doesn't live on bread alone, yeah, but it's yeah. the word of God. And when you feed your soul with oh, the word of God, so and that good. might mm. just mean taking one verse mm. that, you know, about being, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. Mm -hmm. That means I'm mm -hmm. unique. Mm -hmm. That means God meant me to be like I am. Mm. That means there's a place for me to find for my gifting. And it means that I fit the mold because there's a mold that's just my shape. Mm. I think so many of us um, yes. are looking to, you know, or feel that we don't fit the mold. I know I felt like that in church. Mm. I feel like mm. people aren't like me. I'm not like them, and I don't fit. Well, I do, I'm not called to be like them. Mm. I'm called to be me. Mm. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God made me just like me, and so that's like you know, and just you can unpack truth for yourself in that way. Yeah. And so that's one thing is is the truth. The other is really trying to catch those lies when they come to us mm. and refuting them mm. with with truth so that you can say yeah. you know when that I'm not enough kind of thing comes you say, no mm. God made me 
Yeah. Brilliant. Because because and that's so important because we are surrounded by lies. It's yeah. not just that we're coming up with these things ourselves and, our, and the culture that we live in is is a neutral one. No, the actual the actual all all the time we're receiving messages about where our value should come from and and what's important and how we should present ourselves and that sort of thing. And I think that's why the one of the reasons one of the many reasons why being people that know the Bible, know the truth and are coming back to it is because we're prone to forget what the Bible says yeah. and believe what what our culture is saying, what other people are saying, and even even personally in in our interaction with other people in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And someone says that's not good enough in your work, or that's or, or we've chosen them over you. Or mm-hmm. those messages are going to come whatever place you work in, whatever friendship group you have, whatever family dynamic you're in. Those messages are going to come to you. So what's your defense against that? You, you you need to be you need to know the truth, and mm-hmm. um, in order to stand that, say no, no, actually that's not true. This is true because God says about it. Mm-hmm. Making space for God's voice to be as l- the loudest in your life, mm-hmm. because otherwise those other ones will be. We're constantly bombarded with lies, yeah. mm-hmm. and it shouldn't surprise us when, even internally, we are we are being fed with lies. This yeah. is not, this is who you are, and you'll always be this, and this will never leave you. Yeah. And so I think just starting by expecting those lies is brilliant because you know, um, it's it's quite clear in scripture that there is an en- we have an enemy who is also called a liar and a deceiver, mm-hmm. and he's out to to lie to you and to deceive you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think not. So I find that when I was, I was having this earlier this week and just being really fearful and anxious and frustrated about some situations, and then getting frustrated that I was feeling frustrated and like, why am I feeling this? <laughs> this is wrong. I shouldn't be feeling this. And just getting quite upset with myself or even like feeling those things but but then I also realized that man if I didn't and, and, I, and, I, was, and I was praying about it saying God why am I feeling so frustrated I'm trying to, to do something and all I'm being filled with is, is just lies about this thing which I know is not true I'm not thinking the best of people I'm thinking the worst of these situations mm-hmm. um, but then it made me realize it's led me back to Jesus mm-hmm. it's just constantly underlined my dependence on him and I'm grateful that I'm in that place mm-hmm. I think I'm at my worst when Life is actually going really well, and I'm not being dependent on Jesus, and I'm not being dependent on on my my, my walk with God and and my prayer life, and I'm, I'm trying to do it all by myself and feeling quite quite happy and confident. And I, again, I'm not advocating for us to be full of negativity and full of, of lies, but I think there's something quite precious about using those times to take a straight back to God, yeah. and using that as an opportunity to like get back into Scripture and and and, yeah. and show your dependence on God, and then just enjoy that thank you God that I'm still throwing myself back at your feet yeah. rather than trying to figure this out myself. I think that's really important because I think sometimes when we start to get anxious our temptation can be to run yeah. and to actually to not come to God with it because we yes. feel like oh actually I'm not coping or I feel anxious and what's God got to say about that mm. and and I think um, I was reading Psalm 94 and it talks about how God sees us and it's, they tell us that God doesn't see us and actually he sees us and not only does he see us but he's with us in every situation. In fact we were talking to Emmanuel Kids, Emmanuel Kids this week about this, about how God's with us in the ups and the downs and that he works through it for our good. Mm. And I think that's the thing is that actually yeah bringing bringing those things to jesus so not not thinking oh now i'm feeling anxious i need to take this off on my Mm. own but doing exactly what you said Mm. you do actually bringing those to jesus and allowing him to come in and and be with us in it and to speak to us in it and to restore us and to help us Mm. um and to bring us back to him really i think is just key 
brilliant. That's so, 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 so,